Hey, Bay Bay, everybody. Welcome to Bay Bay Baseball. This is Tyler Hall. And this is Clayton and Froda. Uh, welcome back. We're both recording from two undisclosed locations. Uh, hopefully not too much longer for the Bay Bay Baseball Series. Uh, Tyler and I are tuning up our uh, our our podcast a little bit we're we're looking we're looking cleaner than usual this year yeah we hope you guys uh like our uh animated cells instead of our regular ugly mugs and uh yeah <laughs> uh, my my picture doesn't look perfectly like me but i'm okay with that um <laughs> and it looks like i'm about to get smacked in the head by a home run but hey i mean he has to be doing that sometimes so all good yeah. Yeah, I think uh, I think one of our stronger outfielders is throwing that ball from the bridge uh, <laughs> towards towards Tyler's head. Speaking of getting hit, uh, we, we might as well get this out of the way. We had a little bit of contentious spring training, uh, and the, the, we was I was hoping yeah. the A's would just walk away with two real easy games, but the Giants put in a little bit of effort on Monday. And at, at this time yesterday, I wasn't sure if we were going to have an episode today, to be honest, I thought we might have to, to fight it out in the streets. Tyler was, was, uh, was offering dates and time that we could fight today, not do the podcast. Um, but so Manea Manea threw uh, on a strike three pitch, threw in a little bit inside to uh, Yaz and, and clocked him on the shoulder um, or on the hand. We obviously, oh, on the hand, oh, hand and, I, th- I thought it was hand and shoulder. Well, the hand okay. is where they were worried it was going to get, be dicey, because usually if you get hit in the hand, you're, you probably broke it, but luckily, I guess he has said he got his hand off of the bat, so it didn't smash his hand into the bat, and that's where uh, they're saying right now, just uh, day-to-day with a hand contusion. Youch. Well, I'm, I think we're, it sounds like he's going to recover from what I'm hearing. We're, we're, of course, listening to Susan Slusser, the new B writer for the SF Chronicle, uh, who was formerly the A's writer. So um, I thought we were getting some of the similar information. But, yeah, that's, uh, that, that's a tough one. But I'm glad that it sounds like he's doing all right. Yeah, sounds like he's OK. Hopefully both uh, teams will be at full strength when they battle for the ugliest trophy in baseball in a few months. Yeah, absolutely. Tyler was just uh, Tyler, Tyler's. I came up with a pretty good Twitter idea. Um, see what fans think about this. I think we should try and push this on the front office. But whoever loses the Bay Bridge series, not wins, loses, should have to display that ugly ass trophy. Yeah, I mean that, that should be more of like a punishment than a reward because like <laughs> that that trophy is it's a. It's a sight. I'll just leave it at that. And so I think it should be used more as a punishment than a reward. <laughs> it is. It isn't. A, it isn't a great looking trophy, but it's a fun series. It's not. You know, it's supposed to be perfect. But put, I think put like a jacket ugly. and a hat on it and have it sit next to Melvin or Kapler <laughs> on the bench. I think that. I think that is a good idea. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Melvin and Kapler. They got a little bit of news recently. We're we're commenting Sporting Green. If anybody needs to chill out this week, Sporting Green was just commenting that. Uh, Bob Melvin and Gabe Kapler aren't aren't dicks enough for <laughs> to be the skipper is essentially what the article is saying. These guys yeah. aren't jerks. So they're basically enough. too nice to them. They're too nice, and uh, they used a picture that looked like uh, seemed like Bob Melvin was washing dishes, and uh, Gabe, <laughs> and Gabe Kapler. Kapler's like the new lead guitarist for Nickelback. <laughs> um, so really, we'll uh, we'll tweet it out later. We'll so you can <laughs> so you guys can see this, but. Uh, but yeah, interesting so the, play by Sporting Green. 
the, the good news is everybody is that now spring training is over. So we get to talk about actual real baseball games that matter. My favorite um, part of spring training is when it's done. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, so, um, I mean, I, I was, you know, we had talked about doing some predictions. Usually, you know, the spring training for the Giants and the A's goes right to the almost the day before the opening day. And then they, you know, they come back up to the Bay, play a couple games and make their final cuts and go. But I'm pretty sure the Giants have already set their schedule for or their uh, roster. I'm, I'm sorry for uh, from what I've seen. So I, don't, I guess I won't have many predictions, but I can talk about uh, who I'm happy to see made the roster, who I'm kind of bummed to see missed it. Uh, what about you, Clay? Have the A's actually announced their f- opening day roster yet, or are there still some moves to be made? You know, the Giants fans will probably, if you see them again, you'll see them again. That's uh, Monday is what Bob was saying is, is probably going to end up being the opening day roster, uh, notably with the inclusion of Jed Lowry making the team. Wow. So well, what's your uh, yeah? So what's I mean? Give us a little rundown. What's your uh, what's your you know starters, relievers, or your uh, who, who's on your roster and who who are you bummed didn't make it this year? I mean, I'll start with who I'm bummed a little bit first. Uh, I thought uh, Vossler was looking pretty good. I mean, I knew the, the infield was super crowded. I didn't really expect him to make it, but he had a, a hell of a spring, especially early on. So uh, you know, too bad he can't really get a shot. And then. Uh, Lamont Wade Jr. I think was a uh, fun to watch at times, but again, the the offense is pretty full. And uh, while you know, not a bunch of names that jump out at you, they have a bunch of guys who can swing the stick. So it's really tough to break that uh, break that lineup there, the 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 offensive set. But you know, the 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 pitching is where it gets a little interesting slash dicey for the Giants. Uh, looks like they're going to be running without a lefty. As, assuming I'm looking at a 27-man roster right now. Assuming uh, Alex Wood's going to open the the season on the injured list, it looks like the Giants are going to have uh, no lefties in the rotation, but five lefties out of the pen. So <laughs> I guess you know they'll uh, have you set your lineup for a righty and then throw a lefty in there uh, out of the out of the pen and hopefully mess you up a little bit. But uh, you know, I think the, the rotation is where it's super dicey for the Giants. They need a lot of guys to step up and perform. I think the bullpen will be one of the more uh, underappreciated units, maybe in baseball. I think they have a lot of potential. They have a lot of just a lot of young guys that most people don't know about. You know, um, Peralta, uh, uh, Caleb Berger, uh, you know, those type of guys, Jarlin Garcia. So it'll it'll be interesting, you know, and then Jake McGee, the new addition and uh, coming out and then uh, one of Gabe Kapler's favorites, Tyler Rogers. So I think that, you know, they're pretty, pretty good. They're a quiet group, but I think they'll get the job done. The the rotation that we're going to need, you know, another great season out of, out of uh, Gossman. We're going to need Cueto to kind of return to at least part of his old, part part of his old form. Logan Webb dominated spring training. So I'm, he's another guy I'm excited to see that made the roster. I, I expect him to make it, but as a fifth starter, Kapler already named him as the third starter of the year. Um, so, you know, hopefully those guys can step up and the, the offense can put some runs on the board so that they don't need to be as perfect as they would have had to be with our offenses of the past. And we have a, a competitive season. Yeah, absolutely. I, that's such one interesting thing I think about when I watch the Giants is, is their, uh, uh, at least last year was their, um, and, and the year before were their their pitchers and their, their pitching game. And um, clearly they're running with a few unknowns, like you're saying, but, uh, um, you know, watching 
interesting pitchers like Cueto and and and, and under submarines throwers. Um, you know, uh, be interesting to see how how that bullpen improves um, over the next couple of years uh, for the Giants, or or at least you see them making any trades this year to try and get another arm in there. I don't know if they'll necessarily be trading to acquire an arm. Um, I think we'll get to some some trade predictions in a little bit, but I, I think there'll be some moves to be made that I'll, I'll talk about, but I don't think it's going to be uh, more to acquire for this season to make a run. I think they might even try to sell off some of the guys they have on one-year deals. Um, but how about the, uh, the A's opening day roster for you, Clay? Anyone you're uh, excited or, or excited to see or bummed to miss? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a couple guys they sent down, and this was an interesting year for uh, trying out for the outfield um, because you're you're competing with some some really good guys that are coming back this year. Loriano, we got Mark Canna, um, Robbie Grossman left, but they had a couple guys try out, uh, namely Sky Bolt, um, who didn't make a huge impact. I was kind of uh, bummed that he wasn't uh, uh, as good as people said he was going to be. Um, and Buddy Reed was making some pretty incredible waves. Uh, he was knocking it out of the park. He was making great throws, um, showing the defender that everyone knows he is. Um, but Bob Melvin uh, came out after a couple of spring training games, said, you know, Buddy's he's there. He's probably playing some of the best baseball of his life right now. But there's just a couple guys ahead of him, um, you know, as far as that outfield goes. So it'll be interesting to see, you know, as long as everybody in the outfield stays healthy, uh, we might not see Buddy Reed until probably summer. Um, but uh, they made it clear that they, they want to get him on the field as soon as possible, and I think A's fans would like to see that too. Of course, it is just spring training. He failed a little bit, um, you know, as far as his batting average in the minor leagues, but uh, it's someone that uh, really clearly wants to come and you know, give their all for the A's. Um, but, you know, that, that, that aside, it's going to be pretty much like uh, the A's, like they've always been, which is great. There's not many years that the A's are like, oh, hey, look, it's a lot of the same guys back. So, I mean, you've got uh, Jesus Lazardo coming back as our lefty pitcher, Sean Manea. I know that name's a little dicey to throw out right now with Tyler on the episode. Uh, but uh, hopefully he's going to, you know, it's going to be interesting to see if he can make his breakout year happen. Frankie Montes, um, you know, he's got his heat coming back uh, as long as he can keep that control. And then, uh, you know, we're kind of, they're still trying to figure out Jeffries, Puck, or Irvin, whoever's going to be that last starter. Um I guess a lot of people really want to see it be AJ Puck. Uh, he he is obviously capable of throwing uh, really well, but uh, just uh, I guess he hasn't quite taken off. And and Mike Fires is on the injured list, and I'm like, go boohoo, we'll just move on from that one. Um, relievers, you know, we got Trevor Rosenthal um, on the deal, uh, and so that that hopefully is going to make up for the loss of Liam Hendricks over to the White Sox. Um, and, and he's, he's, he's a solid guy and, and Jake Diekman, um, who's coming off close to a zero ERA in 2020. I'm very excited to see how he closes things out. Um, he's going to be the A's go-to guy to shut down an inning when things get a little out of hand. So, uh, here's to watching a good, uh, year from Jake Diekman. And then some guys that the Giants fans know, uh, Yusmero Batit and Sergio Romo. Uh, we got Elmer over here uh yeah that's what's up and uh it's gonna be pretty exciting watching those guys um this year and i think petite's just one of those guys that he just brings such a 
great mentality of the clubhouse and having uh, Romo on top of that. Um, I think we're just kind of stealing some vibes, some some mid to 2010s vibes from the Giants. You know, uh, more than we're stealing power, we're just stealing your vibes. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, the lineup's going to look like pretty. Uh, it's going to be Mark Canna, Matt Olson, Matt Chapman, Ramon Laureano, uh, Mitch Moreland's coming over from the Padres. Uh, it's to be the DH. Uh, he's, they call him Mitchie Two Bigs. I guess we're going to start calling him Mitchie Dubsack when you're in Oakland. Uh, Sean Murphy, uh, who apparently has recovered uh, from his punctured lung. Um, so we'll see how that goes. Stephen Fiscotti uh, could very easily have a, a breakout year. And then uh, we're welcoming Elvis Andrews to the uh, shortstop um, over Marcus Simeon. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, yeah. I, Elvis is kind of getting up there, but I'm I'm excited to see him make some waves and uh, and then we have the return of the, the return of the Jed. Uh, that is the third time Jed Lowry is coming over to the A's after taking twenty million dollars from the Mets, um, and the Mets considered him kind of a Sasquatch uh, because they never really got to see him. He only took two at bats for him. Um, and then had a nice $20 million contract and decided that the A's were the guys he wanted to come back to. So I want to see why Jed wants to be an Oakland athletic so bad. And we do quite well. Why, why would you want to be an Oakland athletic? I, you know, I, I, more, I, I, you know what, that's a good question. Why wouldn't you want to be one? Because every time Jed Lowry's on the team, they go to the playoffs. So I think that's a very good prediction, uh, for this year, um, that if Jed's on the team, that we're probably gonna probably gonna see some some postseason games. Well, yeah, we'll we'll get there in a second. But so let's really quick let's run down. You know, we kind of talked about each roster. Who do you have? Uh, I think we're gonna name some team awards here. Who do you have for your A's MVP, Cy Young, breakout player, and comeback player? MVP, we're gonna have Matt Olson. He's gonna have his breakout season. We all thought he was gonna have. Um, if we look at his 19 form, he missed 35 games. Uh, but he still had 91 RBIs and a 267 batting average and 36 home runs. I mean, Matt Olson, the second Ole fans gets up there and starts knocking them, uh, it's going to be incredible. And, and he's definitely an MVP contender. He's great at first base too. But that's just that's just a side note. Um, and then uh, injury comeback player, I think Jed Lowry. I think we're going to see uh, the the man with apparently a glass knee, um, but he. <laughs> I mean, in 2018, he was 267, 353, and 448. He's better than any other second baseman that the A's have even looked at for that position. Um, if he has the if he has the breakout season, uh, this would be a very Met incident um, that they somehow lost a breakout star, and it would be the first time in a while the A's would be, oh, hey, we didn't lose a breakout star. We're actually, you know, possibly going to get an All Star coming back. So. It'd be nice to see the, you know, Jed in his form. And then I think Chris Bassett walks away with the AL Cy Young this year. Uh, seven oh, you, you games. Wait, so wait, so you have him as the American League Cy Young, not uh, just the Ace Cy Young? Oh, he's also the Ace Cy Young. But I think I, I, I'm, I'm throwing out a crazy prediction here. Um, I, you know, could be wrong. You could heard be, it here first, folks. Chris Bassett, American League Cy Young. He's gonna he's gonna end up with like a two point two ERA full season. <laughs> no, I you know I think I, I honestly like he uh, seventy three games. Chris Bassett will turn into Pedro Martinez. 
He's, he's, he has 324 strikeouts and 368 innings. I, you know, I think that Chris Bassett uh, has the potential to just smoke people this year, and he earned that opening day spot. So on Thursday, I'm gonna go see it uh, for the first well, time. Maybe he'll smoke something off Richie Dub or uh, Mitchie Dubsack. <laughs> no, we need. Wait, no, he's gonna smoke. Uh, hopefully, he's just gonna cruise him right past Altuve and Bregman. There you go. <laughs> So, so should, should I give my picks now? Yeah, yeah. So, who do you got? Who's uh, who's your yeah. MVP? Unfortunately, I'm not listing any uh, National League overall winners. I don't think, but uh, MVP, I'm gonna go Yaz. I mean, it's kind of a boring, straightforward, easy pick. But I mean, I think he's probably the only guy that's not gonna platoon at any point this season. See, but you know, the infielders are gonna have to be almost like a who's hot, get in there kind of thing. The outfield, except for Yaz, is basically a bunch of. Uh, platoons so uh and he's our our best player when he's not getting drilled in the hands so uh Yaz is our MVP Cy Young I, I decided to go a little off here uh I, I originally I wrote uh Gossman and I I crossed it off I'm going Logan Webb uh he's gonna come out and uh you know shock the world the Giants fans paying attention have already seen what he's done this spring and he's gonna keep uh, keep that going into a uh, spectacular 2021 campaign Breakout, uh, if you don't count Webb, I'll go with uh, Mauricio Dubon, which I guess is how he wants it to be pronounced now after listening to the radio, uh, the sweet, silky voice of John Miller, Mauricio Dubon. Uh, so, you know, why not? He's a uh, he's grew up, uh, you know, grew up in the Sacramento area where I'm from. So let's let's see, uh, see him represent the 916 and then come back. I mean, how do you not how do you not root for uh, Gerald Posey? Uh, I think, you know, he took a year off. He's well-rested. Uh, like every other player that comes to spring training, he says he's in the best shape of his career. Um, you know, I think, you know, this is, you know, it might be his swan song. I could see him easily retiring after this year. He got a taste of what it was like last year, and he doesn't need really the money. He's accomplished everything you need on a on a baseball diamond. Actually, I think this would be his second comeback player of the year award. Maybe I'll, I'll make Posey the NL comeback player of the year, but yeah, he's the, my Giants comeback player of the year as well. So hopefully, uh, I just wonder, are you saying that he's got a little taste for retirement? Like, like, like Hunter Pence is calling him saying like, Hey, Hey, guess what? Guess what I did today? I went golfing. Well, no, I mean, he, he had all that. He took all of last year off. He ain't hanging out with his wife and kids. You know, he kind of got the feeling of what it was like to not have to play baseball every day. So I think, you know, that's got to be uh, tough, especially when you got four kids at home, when you can uh, be home and watch them grow up. You have, like I said, more money than you'll ever need. You got you've accomplished everything you could dream of on a baseball field for the most part. Uh, maybe he uh, decides to to walk away. But uh, who knows? But he'll be our comeback player of the year. Well, there you go. Patron Saint and Martyr, Buster Posey, going to be comeback player. Saint, Saint Gerald. <laughs> Saint Gerald. <laughs> uh, so uh, going, going through the season, Clay, uh, I think we want to take a quick stop at the midway point. What kind of – do you see the A's making a bunch of moves at the deadline? Do you see them just trying to stick pat with the group they have and making a run at the postseason with who they've got? What What do you see them doing? Well, they're coming in a little low on the spending game. Um, they saved – No, a- not the A's. <laughs> no, right? Surprise, surprise. Uh, they apparently are in the billion-dollar racket, but, uh, you know, they're, they're not they're – not, they're nowhere near the spendiness of the Giants. Um, but there is a little bit of money left over. So I think in the – you know, the sense of – 
things going well. They just kind of have their uh, pitching staff pretty fleshed out. I see them getting a maybe another outfielder or maybe somebody you know to back up over at second base, depending on what happens with Jed Lavery's first couple of appearances. Um, but you know, there could be somebody like you know Trevor Story, Chris Bryant, Starling Marte. Um, any of those guys wouldn't be super uh, bizarre if they ended up over on the A's. They're fairly affordable, and their contracts are all uh, coming up pretty soon. Very true. Um, yeah, I mean, I see, we kind of touched on this earlier. I, I see the Giants kind of being sellers this year um, at the deadline. Uh, I mean, Farhan hasn't really had a full-on sell yet. I don't know if this would be a full-on sell. He's done, I think, an excellent job of uh, buying and selling at the deadline, kind of building, uh, not tearing down the team that he's got completely, um, but still getting some pieces for the future. I like to call him the swindle god. Uh, anytime you can get another team to take Mark Melanson's whole contract uh, swindle. Uh, anyway, so, you know, we, we also have a bunch of guys coming off the books, a bunch of uh, names that are near and dear to the Giants fans' hearts. We got uh, Buster's not going to go anywhere, uh, but Belt's a free agent after this year. I can see them uh, moving him, uh, trying to get, you know, get some prospects, maybe a team in the AL where he can DH. I mean, he's, he's if he's healthy, he's phenomenal in the field too, but, you know, get him over to the American league, you know, a team that's trying to make a, a postseason run. He's got postseason experience. He can, you know, in a hitter's ballpark, he could easily hit 30, 40 home runs in a season. If he stays healthy uh, Crawford coming off the books as well. He has a full no trade clause. would be a little trickier and he's a, you know, born and raised giants fan. So I don't know if he would uh, ever agree to a trade away from here, but you know, it's another, another name in play guy like Cueto coming off the books. So, think it's going to be uh, a good year for, you know, Farhan to just get what he can for some of those guys to, to keep stocking up the farm system that he's turned around so beautifully and then uh, open it up for some spending next off season, hopefully. That sounds like, yeah. What, what would you like Farhan to spend some money on? Would bat, bats or pitchers? Next, this off, next off season? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Next off season. I would say, you know, probably got to get it some, some frontline starters in here. You don't really have, uh, have one of those right now. I mean, Gossman's solid. So, I mean, I think he's a free agent after the year. I believe he only signed a one-year deal, uh, kind of shooting from the hip right now after a, a long, uh, weekend, but, uh, you know, I can see them bringing him back, but I think you also need to get at least one more ace and maybe, uh, you know, start getting a, a batter too that you think would mesh well with, uh, the, the young position player prospects you have coming up that you think could, uh, uh, fit in the same lineup with them well over the next, you know, five, six, seven years. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, and then also, so that brings us to the end of the season, Clay. We'll keep it to just the Bay Area teams for right now. Uh, what do you see the A's record being at the end of the year? And are they a playoff team? Uh, A's, A's are a playoff team this year. Their record um, during the regular season I'm going out on a limb here. I'm going to say 98-64. They've consistently um, kind of made a really great push at the end of the season, Um, and especially when they're ranked, uh, you know, third uh, in the AL West, um, as they have the last three years, and they've always ended up with a, you know, 95-96. And, you know, I'm saying this year, I think they just have a fantastic regular season, uh, depending on a couple trades that they make. 
but I don't know if they're going to go all the way to the to the World Series this year um, because of you know uh, just looking at the past couple of seasons um, with the with the other teams that they're playing against and the, they're going to be playing against in the playoffs. Um, I think we're just we're going to see the Yankees and the White White Sox actually heat up this year. Um, and I think the AL West might be a little more contentious, obviously not from the Mariners, but uh, the, the Angels have definitely added um, some significant, uh, you know, a, a significant part of their lineup. They, they can hit now. I mean, obviously, they got Trout, Rendon, Shohei Otani, who's finally back in a peak form. Um, you know, they got Iglesias. They've got Fowler. They've got a lot of really great names on that lineup. Um, but what I'm wondering is, if you know, they're still missing out on their pitching. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see how yard people take on um, over in the AL West, but uh, uh, I, I don't see the A's um, blasting past the Astros again, um, unless the Astros start to look really weak. Uh, well, I mean, you have them. the A's winning nine. So, do you have the A's winning ninety-eight games, but not winning the division? No, I think that I think that it's just one of those things that when they when it comes time to turn it on, um, and, and it's a do or die depending on how the playoffs go this year. Um, if it's a do or die uh, situation, you know, they're going to, they're going to end up against the White Sox again, who now have their greatest reliever. I mean, they've got, uh, you know, it's going to be the White Sox going to be Giolito, Cutchell, Lance Lynn. Um, you got Hendricks closing them up. Uh, so it'd be tough to see them end up in a situation against the White Sox again, where they come away uh, looking really good. And that, that being said, I'm you know I'm making a great prediction for regular season and a bad prediction for off season, and that's just looking at years past. Uh, but you know the the Twins aren't you know looking super great after you know 2020, but the Twins could potentially have their breakout year. Blue Jays could have their breakout year. Um, so you're just you're looking at a kind of an even playing field between I'd say Astros, Rays, Twins, Yankees, and White Sox. Um, are all going to be tough guys. And then if the Angels look good, they look good. Uh, but I, I don't hold any breath for the Angels until like 2040 when Mike Trout is still the designated hitter for the for the Angels. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So we have the A's going 98 and 64 and losing in what, the, the second round of the playoffs? Losing in the second round, going down to the White Sox again. Oh, all right. Well, <laughs> we'll see how it goes. Mark it down, everybody. And when the A's make it to the world series this year i want you to come back and you tell clay we believed and you did not you can absolutely it'll be i'm just trying to be realistic here come come visit clay during game four of the world series in the treehouse and tell him that he he doesn't belong there if it's open it will be open we gotta we gotta have a treehouse in 2021 you know what? I, I might change my prediction next week, but yeah, as of now, I'm I'm terrified of the White Sox this year. But A's are gonna be A's are gonna be good. They're gonna be just as good as last year. How about that? All right. <laughs> How about those Giants? Are they gonna be better than last year? You know, it, it's tough. I feel like the Giant. I mean, I listened to KMBR morning show. I think it was today even, and they're just talking about how you know this team's kind of a vanilla team. There's not a lot to get excited about. There's not a lot to get down about. They're going to be a competitive team they're also playing in the the toughest division in baseball if you ask me just because they're they're playing the the, the bottom of the division is not good but they're playing in the probably the top two teams or top of the two of the top three teams in baseball are in their division they're going to be beasts for a long time it's going to be tough but i mean 
So, you know, four, almost 40 of their games are going to be against the Padres and Dodgers. Uh, tried to go as long as I could without saying that name. Uh, but uh, I invite anyone that disagrees with you on that to debate that, that you are, that the Giants are not in the most difficult conference. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a shitty division to be in if you're not one of the top two teams. But, uh, you know, 40, 40 games against the two of the top three teams in baseball, that's a quarter of your schedule. So, I mean, you just got to hope the Giants can just not totally uh, uh, shit the bed, pardon my language, against those two teams. Uh, you know, hopefully they can maybe go, I think it ends up being 38. So maybe they can go like 15 and 23 against those teams. Go, you know kind of flip that against the bottom go 23 and 15 against the the Rockies and D-backs and then you know see what you do with the other half of your schedule against the non-divisional teams so you know like I said they're kind of a vanilla team I have a very vanilla prediction they were five pretty much 500 last year I'm going to put them above 500 just because 500 is just such a lame pick but this isn't much uh better but I'm gonna go 82 and 80 for the Giants they missed the playoffs, unfortunately, but they have a they'll have a lot to look forward to in the coming years with uh, guys like Ramos, Luciano, and uh, and Bishop, and guys like that coming up. Um, so for the National League playoffs, since you kind of ran down the American League, uh, I think it's going to be the Dodgers, Brewers, and Braves winning their divisions, the Padres and Mets with the wild card, um, and I think I have anybody but the Los Angeles Dodgers in the World Series to lose to the White Sox because apparently they're the best team ever constructed. <laughs> so that'll be my. Uh, they might have. Be they, my... they might have the best pitchers. <laughs> Who? Oh, the White Sox. The the Dodgers and the Padres both have better pitcher, pitchers than the White Sox. No, that's very true. We have, you know, and but that's the that's that's the fun part. We'll see what happens this season. Yep. Um, yeah, everybody. So that that's uh, Clay's and my predictions for the 2021 season. Uh, yell at us in the comments. Let us know how terrible they are. Tell us how you know Alex Dickerson is going to be the MVP instead of Yaz or something. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> let us know how we did. Let us know if you agree, disagree. Um, and as we get into the regular season, uh, first of all, we all made it through the through the off season. Congratulations, uh, Clay and I. Now that we have like kind of a, a footing here with the podcast, and we're kind of heading into a normal season that's not shortened and crazy and bizarre, we're going to try to record uh, every Monday so we can recap the previous week before the uh, the next set of series starts every week. And part of that is we're going to make predictions for how we think the uh, A's and Giants are going to do in the uh, week ahead. So, uh, Clay, you, you have uh, before we record uh, next Monday, you have four games against the uh, Houston Astros. What will the A's record be next Monday when you and I record? Uh, I think we're going to see a three-one start, strong start for the A's. There's, uh, they're going to have a tough Sunday. They're going to kind of sleep on Sunday, but uh, uh, I'm saying they're going to come out Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And uh, and put the Astros on their butt a little bit. Nice. All right. I, I can see that happening for sure. Uh, for me, I'm going to go two and one. The Giants actually have an off day on Sunday, which is atrocious. Do you like a Thursday off Friday play? Yeah. How do you not have a team playing every day of the weekend on opening weekend? But um, uh, yeah. Anyway, that's that's your wrong, that's your wrong man, Fred. <laughs> um. So, uh, so we got three games against the Mariners. I'm going two and one. 
saying uh, we're going to win Thursday and Saturday with Gossman and Webb on the hill. Cueto, he won't throw, he won't uh, have a terrible game, but he's not going to throw a gem. Uh, so they'll, they'll slip up a little bit there. I think, uh, let's see, I'm going to go Alex Dickerson will have two home runs in this first series. There will be, uh, there will be Dick Chance in the dugout this oh, week. Oh, I want to do a home run prediction. Okay, go for it. <laughs> Matt Olson, two home runs, that's it. All right, all right. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, everybody. So hope you enjoyed the, the program. Hope you're ready to join us uh, for another awesome regular season of a uh, full regular season uh, since we chose a great time to start last year of Bay Area baseball. We hope you enjoy. Let us know what you think. And uh, as always, muito obrigado. Muito obrigado. And a special, special thank you to Hurricane Chris. Hey, baby, everybody. Hey, Take hey, it hey, easy. Hey. See you next week. Hey, 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 hey,